Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. David Milgard. I want to talk about David Milgard for a second before we talk to our guest, who knew David very well. I knew David somewhat. David Milgard was charged with murder when he was a teenager. In the death of a nurse in Saskatchewan. The actual killer was right there for the police to grab. But it would have meant a little work. So they didn't do the work. David was available, so they grabbed him and they charged him. He was convicted and he was sent to prison as a teen. Many of you will remember the story because it was David's mother, Joyce, who confronted Prime Minister Brian Mulroney in a very public arena and and alerted him to her son's great injustice. By then, he'd spent, I think, close to 20 years in prison for a murder he did not commit. Um, all thanks to Brian Mulroney because Mr. Mulroney pursued it. And eventually this ponderous self-congratulatory justice system in this country had to admit that a great travesty had been committed and David Milgard had been imprisoned when he was innocent. After 15 years, justice officials went to David and said, look, just, just, just admit you've done it. Just admit to the murder and we'll let you go. We'll, we'll, we'll get us your parole. And David Milgard said, no, I did not commit the murder. I'm not going to say I did. So he spent another total of eight, an additional eight years of his life in prison. 23 years in total. So through Joyce, his mother, I got to know David a bit. And over the years after he was released, we would talk both on and off the air. And I don't know what uh, Tom and Matt in the studio have selected, but I asked them to find a clip of David Milgard on this program. David died. It's about a year and a half ago now, two years ago. I asked them to find a clip of David just talking to us. Play it, guys. In my situation, uh, there was a serial rapist that was responsible for the crime. And that information was available for people to see and should have been disclosed by the prosecution. And had it been even disclosed uh, prior to my appeals in the Saskatchewan Appeal Court, I would have been released. Yeah. Larry Miller was the killer. Oh, yeah, they convicted him after David had spent his 23 years in prison. We talked to Rob Baltovich on this program three years ago, two, three years ago. He was convicted of murdering his girlfriend. Police took the easy way out. Crown took the easy way out. He was convicted. He went to prison. Eventually, through Innocence Canada, he was found not guilty. So this past week, two men, Robert Bobby Mailman and Walter Wally Gillespie of New Brunswick, who were convicted on May the 11th, 1984, in the murder of George Lehman in November of 1983, were acquitted of the crime and released from prison. 
By the way, both men had strong alibis with multiple witnesses placing them kilometers from the crime scene on the day of the murder. Mr. Mailman is 76. Now, he served 18 years in prison and he's terminally ill. Mr. Gillespie is 80 years of age and he spent 21 years of his life sentence in prison. Really hear what the Crown did when they were appeared before the Chief Justice in, in St. John. Really hear what the Crown did. Ron Dalton is our guest. It was Ron is the uh, is the president of Innocence Canada, which intervened on behalf of Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie, and worked to gain their freedom as Innocence Canada has done for others, including David Milgard. Ron was also convicted of murder, convicted of murdering his wife. And that was medical incompetence and justice incompetence. And Ron was eventually and correctly found innocent and was released from prison. How are you, Ron? I'm well, Roy. Everything I said, is, that what, did it, is there, do you take issue with anything I've said? No. It brings a tear to my eye, but I don't take issue with any of it. Yeah, how could it not? You know, when when, when I'm, I'm just thinking, just about you now. So, Robert, Bobby Mailman, and Walter Wally Gillespie, seventy six and eighty respectively, now spent eighteen and twenty one years in prison respectively, and you spent I think, was it twelve years? About twelve years, start to finish. Twelve years, start to finish. I was uh, 34 years ago, Roy, I was actually serving a life sentence alongside these two gentlemen. Oh, I didn't know that. And that was a couple of years before Innocence Canada or predecessor Edwick uh, was even started. So this, this is a, one of our longest outstanding cases, but it's a very personal case for me. Who were they? Can tell us a bit about uh, Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie. Um, Mr. Mailman uh, had a little bit of a criminal record. He was known as a local thug, uh, had some armed robbery charges, but he had beaten several criminal cases, serious cases, in courts in St. John. There were three Superior Court judges in St. John, New Brunswick, 40 years ago. Bobby had been in front of all three of them within a 10-month period and had been acquitted of all of the, the various charges. These guys wanted him off of the street. They didn't particularly care what for. So when Mr. Lehman's body was found, uh, they didn't care that uh, Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie had solid alibis, weren't in the area. They didn't care that they were paying witnesses to testify against them. They didn't care that witnesses recanted several times to police officers, prosecution, uh, journalists and, and others, they, they put all of that aside and they just went full steam ahead to get Mr. Mailman off of the street. Mr. Gillespie was, happened to be hanging around with him on the day that they came looking for him. Uh, Mr. Mr. Gillespie, two days after he was arrested, was offered a chance to take a two to three year sentence as an accessory if he would point the finger at Mr. Mailman. Mr. Gillespie, solid guy that he was, said, I can't say I saw something that I didn't see. It cost him 40 years of his life. That's a, cost, uh, uh, cost him uh, the, bulk, the bulk of his life, really, because the man is 80 years old. Yeah. He's living in a bed-sitting room now. He uh, 
until a week ago when we went to court in front of the chief justice and, and had acquittals entered for both men, uh, Mr. Gillespie was living in a halfway house and they used to pay him a part-time job for an 80-year-old guy to disinfect the doorknobs and, and do some COVID cleanup sort of stuff. He not only lost his place to live at the halfway house, but he lost that little bit of income that he had coming in. Oh, and he was acquitted. So they continue to, to punish and and, and uh, try and destroy these men. Mr. Mailman, unfortunately, uh, received a terminal diagnosis two months ago, suggesting that he had between one and three months to live. Nobody knows exactly how long he'll he'll be around. What we do know is it won't be very long. I had I had lunch with Mr. Mailman in the middle of September, and he was telling me then he's he's not a large man, but he was telling me he was 165 pounds. Uh, when I saw him a week ago, he was 109 pounds. Oh my goodness! Man, man's very difficult. To, to oh my shape. goodness! So there'll be no justice for for those two men. There'll also be no justice for Mr. Lehman and his family. Mm-hmm. The man was murdered. This, this is not a case where, like my own, where there was no crime that happened. This man was murdered, set on fire, and, and left to be found by some joggers in a, in a local park. But there'll never be a proper investigation after 40 years into that crime. Most of the police officers, and I'm sure a lot of the witnesses and other players, are not even around anymore. So everyone everyone loses, uh, and that's the specific people who were intimately involved. The people who really lose are the people of New Brunswick and, and the people of the country. They lose confidence in their justice system. So what we had after working on Innocence Canada worked on this case for 15 years. As I said, 34 years ago, I was uh, uh, practicing as a jailhouse lawyer and just writing some letters to uh, uh, justice ministers, to lawyers, to journalists, trying to get some traction in their case from the inside, from from the prison we were all in. And uh, what happened last week now is the federal justice minister had overturned their convictions, sent it back to the Court of King's Bench in New Brunswick for retrial. We actually held two murder trials within a one-hour period in St. John last week as the chief justice uh, came down from Fredericton to hear the matter personally. She called the matter. The Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie pled not guilty. The Crown stood up and said they had no evidence to offer. The men were acquitted. And the following day, the Chief Justice uh, issued a written apology to the gentleman. That's what good. That's not, good. That's what good. Not, what did not happen, though, Roy, was uh, the Chief of Police for the St. John Police Service or the Attorney General for New Brunswick. They were silent. We, we were in the media for a week. I did a, a probably 30 interviews, I suppose, and some of them with uh, Canadian press and wire service got picked up by others across the country. Eventually, on Friday, the chief uh, held a little uh, press conference, said that he was going to uh, hire someone to look into what went wrong 40 oh, years ago. Good, good, but he stopped good. short of, of offering an apology to Mr. Mailman or Mr. Gillespie. Ron, I have so to take it. Essentially, we're, we're, we're left... Sorry to drag you along. We're essentially, we're left with, with the supposition that they don't think there was anything done wrong. So we, we can only just wait for the next wrongful conviction to come out of St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah. The attitudes haven't changed in 40 years. Don't, don't go away, Ron. I want to talk to you some more. But what happened to Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie and David Milgard, in my view, amounts to judicial lynching. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. 
I'm thinking, I'm just thinking here, Ron, you, you were in, in the same prison at the same time, and you knew Robert Mailman and Walter Gillespie, who never wavered from in their position that they were innocent, just as David Milgard did not, just as you did not. So how many more, do we have any ideas or a guesstimate, estimate of how many more not guilty individuals are in prison serving, and I don't want to dismiss anybody, but serving really consequential time. Uh, Innocence Canada is a nonprofit, of course, so we barely have the resources to look at homicide cases. We currently have 125 cases in our office that we're reviewing. Wow. 75 of those are on a two to three year wait list. We're trying to work on the other 50 cases. Uh, Mr. Mailman pointed out to me when we were driving to court uh, a week ago Thursday that there was 20 of us lifers in that particular prison uh, on one particular lifers range. We we were looking for a little quiet area for ourselves, and we had 20 of us there. Of those 20, six have had their convictions overturned as wrongful convictions, including Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie. That's a 30% error. That's 30%, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. But I, I can, and, and we feel that uh, there's a lot of, I hate to even use the term lesser crimes, but armed robberies, break and enters, uh, all kinds of plea deals that are struck across the, the country every day in courthouses that are probably wrong. People are, are so afraid of the system, and the system is so inefficient that people will cop to things that they haven't done. Do you know what really struck, struck me, Ron, is what you said? That on the day that the Chief Justice of New Brunswick came to hear the case personally, the second trial, as it were, of Mr. Mailman and Mr. Gillespie, the Crown got up and said, first day, we don't have any evidence to uh, present. We recommend you acquit them. This is after they spent 18 and 21 years, respectively, in prison for over, a murder they did 40, not commit. Over a 40-year period. Over a 40-year period. Uh, what, what happened, of course, is uh, in unraveling their cases and all the time we worked on it, by the time uh, we put the information in front of the federal justice minister and they debunked all of what they were calling evidence, they were left with no real evidence. They never had any evidence. Yeah, they never had any to begin with. You're right. They never of had course. any to begin with. No, of course. So they, but they had to target Yep, but at, at the same time that the uh, the federal minister overturned their convictions on that basis, and the chief justice acknowledged and accepted that there was no evidence, apologized to them for what happened on behalf of the courts. We still had the attorney general in New Brunswick and the chief of police in St. John refusing to acknowledge and do the same thing. Yeah, uh, it's innocencecanada.ca, right, Ron? It is. Okay. And and you can certainly use contributions uh, from any and all of our listeners to help fund your nonprofit and help do the kind of work, the great work you're doing. We we appreciate every nickel that comes in and we put it to good use. I'll send you a few nickels. Well, thank you, Roy. No, I think I'm I'm not trying to be funny. It's uh, really (laughs) tremendously serious. And if everybody contributes a few bucks, we can help some people and some families whose family members were... Uh, wrongfully convicted. We only, we only review cases after they've lost their their trials and all of their appeals. Okay. No place left to turn when we come to we will We will talk again soon, Ron. Thank you for the time today. You're welcome, Roy. Thanks so much. All the best. And to you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. 
I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.